Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Create Your Life series, where we help you maximize your potential and results in the area of personal development, entrepreneurship, and travel. And I'm your host, Kevin Y. Brown. Create your life. Create ta propre vie. Create your life. Beautiful people, this is the Create Your Life series. I'm your host, Kevin Y. Brown, and it is an amazing day uh, to be here with you. Uh, we have some amazing guests in the studio, actually humbled to have them here, uh, who have driven all the way up from uh, New Jersey to be here in the Ujo, in the studio. Uh, but before we bring them on, I want to you know, say happy Mother's Day uh, to all of the mothers out there. And I also want to say that, remind y'all that May is National Foster Care Month. And being that I am and was a foster care child for almost 18 years, I want to say shout out to all of my foster care brothers and sisters. I want y'all to stay strong and uh, keep striving. And I also want to say uh, thank you to all the foster parents out there who are helping uh, my foster care brothers and sisters uh, keep striving and uh, remaining strong. I also want to give you all an update because over the last week, I actually dropped a an ebook, a free ebook uh, entitled The 10 Success Secrets. Uh, that I learned while interviewing Beyonce's dad. So I want you to go to the website, uh, CYLseries.com, and sign up, and you'll get the, the ebook. And you can also go to the direct link, which is bitly.com, B-I-T-L-Y.com, backslash, all capitals, C-Y-L-S, Beyonce. And I know y'all know how to spell that, so we don't got to go too uh, much further into it. Um, but that being said, I want to talk to you all, and I want to let you know who we have in the studio with us here today. Um, for this particular person, uh, when it comes to being awesome, that is who they are. Uh, he is truly the definition of it. Uh, carefully crafted uh, his professional uh, entertainment and musical career. Uh, he has worked for some of the top retail and manufacturing companies uh, in the world. Uh, still finding time to executive produce three podcasts, uh, write and record music, as well as being a loving father. Uh, passionate about what he does, he prides himself on achievement, education, motivation, and family. So that's a whole mouthful right there. But in this moment, in the studio also, this is why I say we have such a treat, because we also have his his better half. I'm going to call her his better half, right? And this young lady uh, is a 10-year veteran uh, in her entertainment business. Uh, she found her love for entertainment while attending college. Uh, there she was, um, she had a top-ranked radio show and interned at a concert arena. Uh, that is, and that's how our journey began. She's now taking her own personal experiences and sharing them with the world. Uh, she does that by hosting the Little Miss Entertainment uh, podcast, and her show shares her uh, party planning secrets, uh, styles on budget tips, our relationship advice, and much more. So I want to introduce uh, none other than uh, Mr. Evan Griffin and Miss Candace Davis. Thank Please you. Please say hello to Thank the Great you. Life. What's up? What's up? Great what's up, everybody? Great introduction. I like to call myself a maverick, if you will, something like a jack of all trades. Yeah. Okay. I like to say most likely to start succeeding, Mr. Lead himself before he leads others. That's a big one, right? Hey, <laughs> and yeah. last but not least, awesome. 
Yes, absolutely. Okay. What's up, everybody? It's your girl, Candice, a.k.a. Little Miss ENT, and I am just humbled to be on this amazing show. I, I got to be honest. You know, it's funny. Me and Ev, we go way back. Um, we actually reconnected maybe like two years ago, uh, randomly saw each randomly. other and was like, dude, what are you up to? What are you up to? Um, like, what are you so, doing here? Right. Exactly. What are you doing here? And, you know, found out that we were both podcasting and stuff like that. And he was like, man, you got to meet my girlfriend Man, you got to be my girlfriend. She's amazing. Uh, you know, she, she has her podcast. You know, she's doing these dynamic things. I'm like, dude, I would love to. And so this has been in the making for a while now. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, yeah we, we collaborated on your Ambition event, right? Yes, yo. Behind-the-scenes work. Create Your Life family. I want to be honest with you. That Ambition event that we did last June wouldn't have happened without Evan. Evan was the one who really said, you know what, you have to do this. And he came and met with me here at the studio. We yeah. talked about it. This this dude, is the, he was the mind, the genius behind it. I got to be honest. He's the man. He's the man behind I everything. I can't take all the credit. You know, it's definitely a collaboration of minds. And great things happen when great people get in the room together. Yeah, hmm. Absolutely. I like that. I respect that. I want to jump right in. And I think, you know, one of the big conversations that has been happening lately, I guess, in, in my circle and in other circles is the relevance of, of HBCUs. Um, and I think that you guys' uh, experience is interesting because, Candice, you, you went to a PWI or mm-hmm. a non-HBCU, and Evan, you went to an HBCU. Yeah. So can y'all both tell us a little bit, like, Ev, was, how did you like the HBCU experience? Do you think that it was worth it? Candice, the same for you. And how prepared did you feel, you know, coming out? Well, uh, I had a great college experience, and me and you, Kev, went to the same college uh, in Atlanta. Clark, shout out to Clark Atlanta University. Uh, and C-A-U. coming from New Jersey, it was definitely a, a shock, you know, because I didn't understand the happenings. I put it like that, the happenings that was going on. So it was a big adjustment, but uh, got in with a, a, a good group of guys. Uh, we all became professionals today. Uh, and w- I, by the time I graduated, I was 100% ready to take on the world. I was ready for Mount Everest. You know, I was ready for whatever <laughs> you threw at me. Yeah. But getting coming out of college is where the difficult adjustment is. You know, that's when the real world kicks back in. And that's when we found out uh, I entered this world of low diversity, low inclusion, hostile takeovers and massive layovers. Mm-hmm. So I had to really work to put myself in a position that this would not happen again because I, I got laid off because somebody bought the company and fired everybody. Like we literally came to work one day and there was 50 garbage cans and it was like everybody clean out your desk. And it, <laughs> wow. That's and it, crazy. It wasn't performance based. It wasn't no purse. It was just somebody. Um, 3G Capital, Warren Buffett bought Heinz Ketchup when I was in Pittsburgh and it was over, literally 24 hours. Everything was different. You know, mm. unemployed, had a family, had to adjust. But I bounced back, um, started my own company, mm-hmm. right? And that gave me the motivation to do that. So I always say, I always base everything off of a couple of things. There's no, there's no such thing as failures, right? There's only lessons. You, you've heard that before. Mm-hmm. Um, and that is a prime example of that. Um, I took that learning opportunity, as crazy or cliche as it may sound, and it gave me the strength to do better, to mm-hmm. understand what I needed to do to provide for what my family. Okay. So out of great loss comes great success. Yeah. I, you know, going to, shout out to Wilkes University. I'm a Wilkes University graduate. I, where, where is that? Wil- Wilkes-Barre, Pennsylvania. If you're ever watching Jeopardy, it's the only hyphenated city in the whole country. Nice. And it always comes up on Jeopardy. Shout out to Wilkes-Barre. But, um, you know, I went to school originally because I wanted to be a pharmacist. And um, 100%. I was like, okay, Wilkes is known for pharmacy school. It's one of the top-rated schools in the country for pharmaceuticals. So Mm -hmm. I went to school, and I quickly 
realized that I was like, this is not for me. <laughs> and I, in high school, was always in the media program, actually an advanced media program. I was our news anchor for our high school um, news station, and I went... Um, And I I went to the communications program and I said, hey, listen, I'm probably going to leave because I don't like my program. And I and they said, "Okay, next semester you can you can switch um, switch over your major. And I linked up with my mentor and very good friend, James Ells Crayhall. She is one of the who's who in the news industry. She just took me under her wing. She saw something in a bright, ambitious young female, and um, she skyrocketed me to the top. Uh, I was just actually having this conversation. I wasn't going to be able to financially go back to school my sophomore year. Actually, I wasn't going to be able to go back to second semester my freshman year. But I had made such an impact on my campus. I was an RA. Well, I wasn't RA yet. I was my class president. I was actively involved in our our school activities. And my dean said, listen, um, he called my mom. He said, you know, she hasn't registered. They, my mom gave the typical answer, cannot afford to pay for it. he said give me one hour and I he said give me one hour and I'll get out let me figure something out and when he said that he kept his promise he called back in one hour and my whole freshman year was taken care of by a donor beautiful blessing and and that's better than school loans it's, it's I, I mean I had some school loans <laughs> but from there it kind of gave me the ambition yeah. to figure it out but it just gave me an opportunity and that's yeah. all you ever need in life is the opportunity to to make a way for yourself that's so, find a way or make one that's what you mean find yeah. a way hey, or make hey, one hey, literally and, and that's funny you bring that up is because going through the down times that was in the the back of my mind right yeah like we've saw that all the time we saw that on the moniker walk in the class mm-hmm. we saw that on all our pages and papers and even when we graduated and it doesn't kick in until you have to find 100%. that way until you have to make one and i was like wow the, the motto was perfection mm-hmm. for what we were going through later, you know, mm-hmm. yeah. and they just had to line it up. I just was wish they lined it up a little bit more, you know, for after college. Right. So, Candace, tell us a little bit. So you you your, your dean got you to stay that freshman year. Obviously, you went ahead and matriculated. So where yeah. how did you feel um, in, as far as preparation for your life after college? I felt uh, totally prepared. I had a very competitive internship at the Wachovia Arena in Wilkesbury. Mm-hmm. They accept two kids a semester. It's mm-hmm. like 300 schools in the immediate area, mm-hmm. and I and I was one of like 400 applicants to get that that internship. And I worked in the box office. I worked in marketing, and I stepped right into a role in the box office for uh, a major entertainment company. Right. And I just felt fully prepared. Every class that I took in college, mm-hmm. from uh, PR, organizational communication, mm-hmm. all my psychology classes, it prepared me to be a manager, to be an operations person. And to be a marketer, I just I thought that my collegiate experience was just amazing. And uh, it it has a lot to do with your ambition. How hard, how how much do you want it? Because sometimes people go to college and it's because somebody is paying for them to go through school that they're just kind of they're they're there, but they're not absorbing. Right. right? right. Well, you say in one of my favorite words, which is ambition. Yeah. I I live by that. That That's the name of the event. Yeah. Mm -hmm. That is like that is my word. Um, I guess for me, because you you both are um, you're entrepreneurs, but you also are managing a career at you know nine to five as two corporate executives. Yeah. What That's do you right. feel like were you know two of the top things or habits or mindsets that you needed to break through um, in order to make it to the level that you've made it to now? Yeah. You want to? Well, as a female, I just I know 
it, 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 people say this is cliche, but being a, a woman of color, I have to work twice as hard to just get half as le- like half of what anybody's going to offer me. Mm-hmm. So just always showing up my my other mentor showing up and showing out is half the battle mm. you know coming to work late Right is a no go. Right. Coming to work early and being the first person in the office that shows something about yourself. Mm-hmm. So it's all about what people are perceiving you as, mm-hmm. right? And and literally just, um, yeah, just coming to work on time and being better. Yeah, you have to constantly. Also, another thing is you have to be a student of the game. You do. You have to always be recreating your brand at work right you have to always be keeping up with cutting edge technologies or whatever the industry leading um whatever in your organization or or your or your career you have to be ahead of the game and that ties into to mine is sort of the teamwork right Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. that's how we were able that's how we were able to set everything up was just us working together uh while she's busy doing work things you know i'm covering and uh, doing the videos or doing the editing. Uh, and then at the same time, uh, when I'm busy, she's doing it. So yeah. you need a great team. Everybody has a great team. And a lot of people don't set themselves up for success by creating a team. You know, a lot of it will be, I can do everything myself and I don't need any help and I'm self-made MMG, right? Mm-hmm. But it's really about connecting, collaborating, getting out there and being at the right place at the right time, working with the team. And so that was big for us. So Evan, uh, coming out of out of college and, you know, having the career span that you've had so far, what would you say is one of the the major uh, mindsets or habits that you needed to break in order to remain where you are uh, and grow to who you are now? Do not worry about what anybody else is doing or what anybody else says. Do what makes you happy. Mm. Uh, And that's what really got me uh, to this point. You know, I was at one point I didn't I didn't have a hobby. I didn't have anything. I was just going to work, going home and was really found kind of empty so i uh, actually read this book by uh this woman's great book uh by gretchen rubin it's called um, the happiness project okay and in there she had eight rules of happiness right mm-hmm. uh it was to, number one let it go number mm-hmm. two do it now mm. three act the way you want to feel be polite be fair enjoy the process identify the problem um have no calculations and there is only love, right? So those are the eight things you can adjust them how you how you want. But Man, she I'm also ready to read that right now. Yeah, <laughs> it, it was big. It was <laughs> I'm about big. To download that on my Kindle. And then <laughs> she also said, write down what you like to do. And I simply made a list of what I like to do, and it was, you know, podcasting was one of, one of them. Mm-hmm. Um, we had the opportunity to get in really early. Like we've been doing it for almost four years now, mm-hmm. right? At oh that, wow! Yeah, yeah, at that time there was no podcast. There was always the Apple Podcast. Um, like like market, but mm-hmm. it wasn't until a certain year they put the button on the iPhones that the boom started happening. Yeah, gotcha. And then that's when the tech, that's when everybody sort of caught up, and then we were right at the forefront of that. So we were, I remember there was maybe less than a hundred podcasts even on the iTunes mm-hmm. on the charts before the boom, and then yeah. our second year in is when the boom happened, and we were already almost a hundred episodes in at that time. You know, right. so we were really ahead of the curve and really had a lot of content. We collaborated on a teamwork. And it just happened from a conversation that me and her had uh-huh. when me and her met, which we'll get into later. And then, just nah, we, we right there. Because right I was there. like, man, you're going too far. Like, we got to back <laughs> this up a little bit so I can know, you know what I mean? How is it that y'all met? Like, what is, yeah. what's the situation? Because, you know, 
the beauty is is that you went to school in Atlanta, you went to school in, mm-hmm. in Pennsylvania, yep. right? But you both are from New Jersey. Yeah, from right? New Jersey, yep. So in Neptune and Maysdale? Maysland, then. Maysland. Yeah, M Town. Right, right, M Town. Get, get it right. My bad, my bad, M Town. Don't, don't, don't hurt me. Don't come for Don't hurt me. <laughs> right, right. I don't want no trouble. Uh, so. How did y'all? How do y'all cross paths? Well, there was a lot of cross paths that we didn't know about, right? Yeah. Mm. Like she went to Wilkes. My stepbrother actually went to Wilkes. Nice. So he used to play football, and I used to go to Wilkes. Of course, different times. He's much older, but I used to go to Wilkes campus and watch his football games. So I already knew about Wilkes. So wow. Funny story. It was there. so weird when he, because like yeah. it's a smaller college. Yeah. Right. Right. Not everybody's just ho- hanging Going out at Wilkes, Wilkes. on yeah. the weekends. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And um, just so happened, a lot of I people that I went to high school with mm-hmm. went to college with her friends. Yes. Yeah. So a lot of our friends are intermingled. And then at I was at a point in my life where I had grown so rapidly in my career. I had gotten six promotions in five years. Wow. I, like, I literally went from coordinator to supervisor, supervisor to manager, manager to ops manager, um, regional manager to director. Now I'm mm. regional director. And so I was like on the fast track. I was very focused and I just was missing a part of my life. And that is to share your life with somebody. Mm. Right. We don't work this hard. I don't care what anybody says. You might not you might not believe in marriage, but everybody wants to share their life mm-hmm. with somebody, right? Like you don't want to die alone and gotcha. whoever that may be. And I Literally, my friends were like joking around. Shout out to actually my coordinator. She actually is the one who put me on. She said, um, do you know about this app, Tinder? And I was like, no. <laughs> she was like, I think you should get on there. And literally the first person that um, engaged in conversation yeah. with me was Evan. That's, a, that's another Swipe thing. Swipe right. Yeah. Uh-huh. So one and done, right? So she was. <laughs> the, I had just moved back to Jersey. Okay. Same thing. Somebody recommended the app to me. I've been on there just one day. Mm-hmm. And met her, mm-hmm. and then that was it. I never talked to anybody else. It wasn't like fifty people, and out of the fifty, you know, I went on ten dates. No, it was just her. I literally, because I thought it actually was a game until like I talked to him, talked to him, and I was like, oh, like he's serious. He's serious about me. <laughs> I was like, this nice. is amazing. And yeah. he, um, he didn't let one day pass mm-hmm. from the time that we started speaking to make me feel special or come see me or, j- and then we don't live, we didn't at the time live super close to one another. So yeah. he was putting in some real yeah. effort. I, I didn't know how far it was, honestly. I <laughs> thought it was closer because I had told him when we actually met, I told her to meet like maybe 20 miles from where I live. I mm-hmm. didn't understand that it was a whole nother 20 miles from where she was actually, yeah. At, yeah. I was like kind of far. Uh, so it was crazy. <laughs> but a, a deeper point to your question, Kev, mm-hmm. it was also time for us to meet, mm-hmm. right? Like gotcha. not to be like super, super or whatever. Uh, but, you know, I went through a relationship before and even have a daughter and I allowed myself to go through the healing process to when and didn't start dating until I was ready and serious about mm-hmm. dating. You know, a lot of people get on the apps and they play around. They're still in relationships. They're still married. I wasn't doing anything. I went through all my phases of whatever till I was 100 percent honest with myself about what I wanted and knew what I wanted. And then I was able to pursue it in mm-hmm. a genuine way. So the way I came across on the app yeah. was me genuinely looking to connect with somebody, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. and uh, she always talks about our first date because I was sitting there talking to her, you know, I, was, I wasn't rubbing her leg. I didn't have my arm around, you know, I wasn't trying to get a he kiss. The first any moves I was me. legitimately <laughs> talking to her, trying to get to know her and yeah. see what we had in common. So we could grow as a, a couple. Yeah. Mm. I was so shocked. I had always had like guys 
like being very aggressive, like how he's mm-hmm. saying, like, oh, come here, baby, let me talk Sit to you. Me. Like, Sit yeah, like on the side of the booth. With and me. we talked until the <laughs> restaurant closed. And we go there. I, I still make him take me there every once in a while. Oh, yeah, I'm like, we just went there. We just went there. Yeah, yeah it okay. is. I I live for it. And you know, it's so real. A lot of people ask me how you know that you're in love. You know that you're in love when you're being loved properly. You have mm. to be, somebody has to be loving you for you mm. to be in love. And you have to be able to accept it. Yes. That's true. You have to be able to accept that yeah. love. So I, okay. can I just highlight one thing? I want to say thank you for your perspective because oftentimes I don't feel like we get to hear the guys no, say what you absolutely said. absolutely right. And I just think that that's so important mm-hmm. um, yeah, to just to know and to understand as a guy, you know what I mean? A lot of times, you know, it's the ladies who are saying, you know what, I, you know, I went through my healing process and I stepped back and this, that and the other. And no, yeah, you went, you did what you felt was necessary in order for you to step into something for real and genuinely. Mm-hmm. And I, I commend you for that. I think more men. I, I tell Evan all the time he needs to share that more because I feel like men don't have a safe place to express those type of emotions. That you know, the perspective is that a man has to be macho and strong, and mm-hmm. you know, not be able to show emotion at any times. And if he is, he he's gay, which is not a hundred like that's a hundred percent wrong. That has nothing to do with their sexuality. Mm-hmm. It has to do with everybody being able to communicate yep. their emotions properly. Yep. So just mm-hmm. know what's going on with you and how you feel. Be, it's being honest about your feelings. Yeah. You know? So outside of, you know, an amazing first date and Tinder, you know what I mean? Shout <laughs> out to Tinder for putting you on the game together. Uh, what would you say are some of the keys to your uh, to your chemistry? We have a, a lot of things in common. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And that's what I was looking to build. Like she, it just could have, it could have happened that same day we met that she, we could have had nothing in common mm-hmm. and then it, it wouldn't have worked. You mm-hmm. know, I basically laid it out that I was looking to do three things. Right. And and I, I always summarize three things, but it was, uh, what was it? Go to some concerts, mm-hmm. go to New York more and travel. And you yeah. was like, well, I'm looking to do all that. Yeah. Matter of fact, you know, it just, and that's how she said. Matter of fact, I actually work in the entertainment industry. And I, I book concerts. Yeah. So I was like, "Well, this could work." Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah. You know. well, yeah. I, well, you know. I was I was having a big 30th birthday cruise. I literally invited 25 of my family and friends, and I was. Um, I asked Evan, we weren't even dating that long. And I said, yo, you want to come on this cruise with us? And we had a really dope time. And mm-hmm. um, we went to Jamaica and Grand Cayman Islands. And we've been traveling ever since. Hey, man. Yeah. I want to go. <laughs> <laughs> Funny, we, I ran into somebody on the cruise I knew, too. It's so funny. I I was like, y- you would be the person that we are on this cruise and you you run into some friends on here. It's so random. But I think a lot of our chemistry is what I, a lot of women will ask me, and um, Kevin said this a couple of times, I don't consider Ev and I relationship goals. I, I just consider it Evan and I's relationship, right? I love that. But people will ask me about relationship advice at all the time. And the thing that makes us work is that we are equally yoked. Outside mm-hmm. of that phrase being a biblical term, mm-hmm. it is a life term. Mm-hmm. You have to be from the same walks of life. You have to want to achieve the same goals. You have to want to have kids together or be in the same industries or whatever it may be. You have to be on the same page. And what, And one thing about Evan is that when Evan's in the spotlight, I'm his biggest fan. And when I'm in the spotlight, he's my biggest fan. There's no, 
there's no competition within this relationship. It's a hundred percent support. So today I'm gonna be both of y'all biggest fan because y'all in the spotlight. Absolutely. So that being said, I guess I I want to know what are the keys to you guys keeping it balanced, right? Because like you said, you know, your your father. So you have parenting going on. Mm-hmm. You got you know executive life Travel from nine stuff, to five. Right? Yeah. Traveling. You've been on a reality show together, mm-hmm. right? And then you also are podcasting. Yes. How are y'all balancing this? Like, what are some of the... Give us some keys. Yeah. Well, Instagram, if you look at Instagram, it looks like everything happens every day. Yeah. <laughs> right? Yeah. But it's really, really spaced out. And, you know, of course, we handle our priorities first, which is, you know, either family and work, mm-hmm. you know, and then whatever else we have to do. Um, and we definitely have a schedule. We've been doing this for so long. We mm-hmm. have a sort of an automatic schedule that we do. You know, we know what days things are scheduled. And even if we're running late, our setup we've been doing it I'm such an expert at how we get our promotions out yeah. I can just do it even if we're running late and it'll coordinate it'll be coordinated attacks and then be also because it's two of us so we can increase our presence by the both both of us posting at the same t- day same time yeah. so literally she posts twice I post twice I use the hashtag we've got there's almost like eight photos right there yeah. mm-hmm. just between both of us so it'd be like oh man they, they just you know sort of like a bomb dropped mm-hmm. depending right, on how right. it markets so yeah. that's why the team thing comes in so planning, I'm hearing planning and collaboration right yeah. there. Yeah. You know what yeah. I mean? Yeah. I mean, as for a relationship, anybody that works with their significant other, you know, one thing that I've learned in the recent months is that you have to listen to what um, the other person is feeling at that time. And you have to allow people to be mad. Nobody is perfect. Mm-hmm. You know, we recently, like, if he's going off, I'm like, all right. Obviously, I've done something that makes him angry or upset or whatever because, like, there's so many things. And you and you let that person have those feelings and vice versa, mm-hmm. and you move past it. Mm. Yeah. it it's called mature communication. Mm. Like, it mm. really is. You know, I'm not saying that people, as of, you know, as of late, there's been a lot of DV things in the news that's unacceptable. You can be able to be angry and be able to communicate properly. Yeah, What's the DV? Domestic, Domestic violence. violence. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. It's, it's definitely about respect, too, right? Um, that goes a long way. Mm-hmm. And, 100%. And then you actually have to care about the other person. Yeah. <laughs> Some people be having fake feelings out there. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, you have to actually care about the person and know that you don't want any harm to come to that person, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah, we, we definitely have our disagreements. Candace will let me know real quick <laughs> what she does not <laughs> agree with, you know, but at the same time, and I, I, I guess it catches her off guard because I, I let her know too. Yeah. And so mm-hmm. she'll be reading me, and I'll be like, "Hold up, wait. Let me explain something to you." Uh-huh. And, and, and give me and, the read. And we'll talk. But then <laughs> you know she'll listen, and then at the same time, I definitely give her time to speak, and I see where she's coming from. Mm-hmm. So I mean, it's give and take. How do you all operate around pri- the privacy of your relationship? You know, sometimes mm-hmm. you have people who have relationships, and they might talk about their relationship with other people. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? But the communication may not happen between each other. But it seems like you guys have such an amazing chemistry and I'm always I'm texting back and forth with Ev or you know I'm watching you guys' IG and your stories and things like that and it seems like things are really going well yeah how do you uh, maintain that aspect of your, rela- your relationship the privacy part uh, well we yeah we're actually pretty public like you yeah. said but with our if it's Instagram our live stories or even our YouTube mm-hmm. um, but I mean there's boundaries yeah though. I'm not like super PDA-ish mm-hmm. like you know yeah. but I I'm not really like that hands on, but um, to me, the best part is is being with her. Right. So when Mm -hmm. I'm with Candace, I'm genuinely happy, you know, Mm -hmm. and it's kind of hard to explain. But like it's almost like you get your fulfillment from just from being with that person. Yeah. Mm -hmm. 
You know, I don't have to. It doesn't have to be like. You know, people try to buy each other's love and they can't even stand to be in the same room with one another. Mm-hmm. I think to answer your question, there is a lot of boundaries that need to be kept and things that go on in Evan and I relationship. We work them out. The mm-hmm. community can't work that out for us. We have to work yeah. that out for one another. Right. So if you see us on a cruise or you see us doing a radio show, that's just a little glimpse of what we have been discussing. Mm-hmm. We, and I tell people, what you see on the gram, we've been working on that for six months. Right. We're already working on the next six months by oh, yeah, the time right. that hits that. So yeah. you ne- you have no idea what's going on in our world. Right, because it's curated. It's yeah. curated. <laughs> it's, exactly. It's the content that. Yeah. that we create for you yeah. to see. Plus, yeah. I'm, I'm also pretty simple, though. I don't really like yeah. do much anyway. It's pretty laid back, relaxed. Mm-hmm. So kind of just chill. So I'm not really doing it. A lot of stuff. Yeah. Okay. Awesome. Well, what I want to do is I want to give a shout out to everybody on Facebook Live who is uh, watching. Y'all can wave to them. Say what's up. You know, we got uh, Vaughn. We got Philip Lee. uh, Jacqueline. Jacqueline. John White. Patrick David. Estelle Lett. Jacqueline. um, Jania. Chelsea, Latif, Thais, people are, are tuning in, man. They're saying yeah. what's up to you guys. Yeah. Um, and I want to remind up? everybody that they can call in uh, 212-650-6903. Ask any questions that you have of Evan or of Candace. And I also want to give a shout out to Evan, who is about to debut his song 25 with us yes. uh, here on the show. So I'm super excited about playing this, you know. Love it. Um, you know, Neptune, New Jersey, step my up, favorite stand song. up. You got it. You got you know? it, man. Thank you. So, yeah, uh, here we are with uh, 25 by... Uh, the awesome nobody beautiful people this is the create your life series i'm your host kevin y brown and we are joined here today by evan griffin and candace davis i keep saying they real names but you know they have their own <laughs> podcast and they do amazing things on social media that's right uh, so this is really uh the awesome nobody and uh miss little miss ent yes. you know what i'm saying yep. so well, before we left you know y'all was telling us about you know what i mean the goals the things that make your relationship work um, and you had said something earlier in the interview that I thought was really interesting. You said that you had got into podcasting maybe about four years ago before it actually like became a button yeah. on the phone yeah. and really, really like began to pick up and become what it is today. Um, my question is, is how do you how do you grow? Now we're looking for tips and hacks, mm-hmm. right, mm-hmm. For, for the listeners. What are some of your strategies mm-hmm. to grow in your actual podcast audience? Because, Candice, your podcast is pretty big. Ev, yours is great. You do yours in seasons, which, mm-hmm. you know, there's two completely different ways. Yeah. And, you know, there's actually more than two different ways to do a podcast, yeah. mm-hmm. you know, other than just doing continuous. Um, so what are some of you guys' strategies in order to grow in your podcast? Uh, uh, I definitely think... Uh, for one, you definitely have to have the voice for it, right? That helps. Yeah. I mean, you have to be pleasant to listen to, but then also, too, you have to have something to talk about and something niche to talk about. And when I say niche, just meaning um, everyone wants to have like a variety show, just a talk show where they pop throw culture. pop culture, yeah. current stuff out there. But we actually have a message and we actually connect to a lot of causes, right? So mm-hmm. like last month we did lupus awareness, right? And mm-hmm. we actually had uh, 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 one of your friends on there yeah. who actually was talking about uh, lupus, right? Yeah. What, was, what was his name? Sophia Benson. Yeah. yeah. And, and that episode ended up being really great and it's, it was really, really personal and really, really real, you know? Yeah. And uh, I think by connecting it to a cause and having a message is what people can relate to, right? Absolutely. Um, give them something that they can connect to and get behind, you know, so they can contribute, they can donate. It's for a cause, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think I think Awesome said it perfectly. There's so many 
podcasts out there that do similar formats, but the ones that are really successful that do similar formats are always themselves and very unique. Another thing that makes our podcast so special is that we put in the work. And I know a lot of people mm-hmm. like Say the, that again, the, they we put in the work. People will be like, oh I start a podcast. I randomly record. Yeah. I don't have any consistency. You know, I was just when we were off air, I was just talking about anything that you guys see that is on our Instagrams, our social media, we have been planning that for six months. It's God's so plan. This is it, it literally it, it literally <laughs> is God's plan. And so when you're seeing all of these things, we're already in 2019. We have dates booked for 2019. Uh, so also a big thing that I think has grown the engagement with our listeners are all the live events that we do. Oh, yeah. We're on, yes. the, we're on third, our third live, live event. Yeah. The next one will be the fourth live event that we, we have done. Mm-hmm. And they are amazing because you can actually... Going to a live podcast is so dope because if you're not that type of person to just turn a podcast on and listen to it on a drive... Now, once I've hooked you in with what, you know, talking and and doing all of those types of things, people are engaged. They're like, and now the biggest marketing tool for podcasting is word of mouth. That's the biggest marketing tool, period. So once somebody's like, yo, have you heard the Little Miss Entertainment show? Then the other person says, have you heard the Little Miss Entertainment show? And I've got... 10, 20, 30, 100 mm-hmm. new listeners. So yeah. that's a big importance, being yeah. engaged to your audience. Also consistency, right? Like you can't start and stop. You got to keep giving them content. Keep, keep giving them content until it connects. Yeah. Because they miss mm-hmm. it. I always say they miss it the first time, but like then the, the second. seven times. Then, yeah. Yeah, and, then the, and then the next time they're like, oh, I'll come. Because when you ask somebody and tell them about an event, they always say, oh, well, I'll come to the next one. I'll come to the next one. But what happens when you really have a next one yeah. and when you have a next one after that? Yeah. So, it's like keeping consistent and then um, giving them something that they can relate to. Like when I travel, mm-hmm. always stay at the, the Hampton Inns, right? Because I'm familiar with that. It's consistency. I can recognize with that. Right, the right. same thing. We connected from you know it's dropping on Monday. Yep. Then you know what you're going to get. We're going to be inter- uh, interviewing somebody or talking about something that you can relate to, yep. that you want to know about in a premise. detailed way. Yep. Uh, and, and it's, it's going to be a good content. And then also for our branding purposes, a lot of people ask, how did we grow the brand? Right. I have good management. Evan is my manager. He awesome is nobody. Awesome is the best yeah. manager ever. He is, I mean, we have nine to five. So from, from five to one in the morning, we're working on our passion project. Mm, love that. And he is always getting, uh, getting gigs. So we got... He the biggest booking to the date is we got on this show called In Love or Not, yeah. mm-hmm. which was a YouTube YouTube reality series yeah. on Soul Pancake. Yeah. And um we flew out to LA and we did the whole production and it's yeah. kinda like a, a guessing game. Like they ask couples these questions and mm-hmm. you have to guess if we're in love or not. Yeah. That mm-hmm. was a huge opportunity. That, that was that was big. That's at a hundred thousand views on that page right now. Yeah, so let's go. And mm-hmm. thank you. It was paid. It was paid. Paid get. Yeah, he always <laughs> is trying you to manage get, me, man. Yeah, listen, <laughs> listen. He, he's dope. But then we plugged the podcast. They asked us what right. the one oh, thing yeah. that we connect on, and we were like, "Of course, we're plugging the podcast." Yeah, absolutely. So the end of the clip, I do the "Hey, what's up? What's up? What's up, yep, everybody?" Yep. And that's my signature tagline. And now that's out there, branded forever. Love it. Yeah. All so right. that's where we've gotten some of the major growth. Okay. Just real quick, uh, three tips to throw a successful live event. Three mm. tips. Yeah. Definitely planning. Planning. Yeah. Um, let's see. Content. Yes. 
and equipment. What about each of those, though? Well, planning, I mean, it's the rule of chaos when you start to do a live event. Everything that you can go wrong will go wrong. Okay. Yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. Um, ticket sales don't necessarily, won't necessarily, well, marketing won't reflect ticket sales. Mm-hmm. Ticket sales uh, might not even come through. Uh, the venue might cancel on you. So you have to have a plan for a plan for a plan. Yep. Um, and then also, what I say, uh, content. Yep. I mean, don't get a whole bunch of people in the room and then just have everybody talk in a circle. Like, yeah. you have to curate this. That's why I like to do guests that. and interviews. Yeah. yeah. Because it's we always save like the mm-hmm. big interviews for the live ones because everybody wants to yeah. hear who the, the last one we had was Blinky Blink the rapper from Harlem World yeah, we had, okay. yeah. and I mean he talked about from the beginning of Mace, his career Mace, all through the bad boy, boy years yeah. and people I mean you could hear a pin drop mm-hmm. in there they were so engaged it was relatable yeah. yeah and then the last one equipment is because um, if you don't sound good Mm-mm. right it's, the message not gonna come across right. and then if you can't capture it. The way now is mostly visual and uh, putting on your podcast, you just wasted your time and everybody else's time. Right. Yeah. You know? So it's, right. we invest in mics. We invest in the cameras. We invest in the GoPros. We invest in, you know, flyers that, and, and marketing. I think that's the important part that Evan's talking about equipment is that we're recording live right now. Mm-hmm. We will record on our own laptop mm-hmm. and we will... Um, go live yeah, and stream. Yeah. You have to have all that because will you putting together a, a $1,300 event to not have any of the content? Yeah, That's real. Yeah. Okay. That being said, we're going to switch gears a little bit. <laughs> so I want to know, can y'all swim? Can Lil Miss ENT and Awesome Nobody, can y'all swim? Yeah. 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 I learned at a summer camp, maybe when I was like uh, 10 or 11. Okay. I actually was on a swim team. Of course. <laughs> <laughs> I, I just like the fact she's like yeah. she looked she gave you the side eye like bro like I she's like I was on swim yeah, I was on, I was swim on swim team, team. Like, said, did I say it was what Olympic? I do did I say it was right. Olympic <laughs> right, right 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 junior Olympics you know, Olympics, you know I competed Sydney um, okay so let's jump into the dolphin tank okay all right so here you go this rapid fire questions each of y'all have to answer two I want to put that out there okay cool all right you want to go first you ready I'll go you first ladies go first ladies first little Miss ENT first. What are your goal setting methods and how do you measure that your goals are growing each year? Absolutely. My goal setting methods is getting a whiteboard. I write all of my goals on a whiteboard and then when I achieve it, I erase it and replace it with a new one. Okay. I always do that. I measure that in completion. It depends on what the goal is, right? If it's a monetary goal, of course, I, you know, if I've saved $5,000, I'm mm-hmm. erasing that off there because I have the $5,000. Right. If it's losing 15 pounds, I've gone to the gym. I've lost the 15 pounds. Gotcha. So that's kind of how I measure goals mm-hmm. is upon completion. But I also do think that there's an in-between of achieving a goal, which is kind of like, um, I didn't lose 15, but I lost 10. So now do I make that a new goal? Mm-hmm. Do I make it 20 pounds because so I didn't get the 15? Do? Would you make it, you know, you need to lose that five? Or would you add on something that I would add some additional to that? I would say now I need to lose 20. Okay, cool. Ev, go. What was the first one again? Uh, what was the question? The question yeah. is, is what are your goal setting methods and how do you make sure, how do you measure that you're achieving? Um, I kind of, you know, same thing planning, but it's a little bit more sporadic. I kind of go with the flow. Mm-hmm. Um, so I actually, the best plan is having no plan, right? I just like to get the people that I'm working with together and we go from there, right? Mm-hmm. And we'll figure it out along the way. Kenneth hates that about mm-hmm. me sometimes, but <laughs> I understand about setting too many plans and having too many, too much structure is going to fall apart. Um, mm-hmm. And what was the second part? How do you achieve? How do you, how do you measure? measure? Oh, how mm-hmm. do I achieve it? It's just um, just expertise. I understand it takes time, 
And, uh, and Kenneth also hates this. You unfortunately, you have to play around with it until you figure it out. Right? She hates those two things. So yeah. uh, I would literally pick up a camera and not know how it works, play with it until I figure it out. never read the directions. And figure it out and then go with it. But but by the time I'm so intimate with the object in the, in the camera or the video, mm-hmm. video equipment, I understand everything more than I can read in the book. Mm-hmm. That's only do that when it comes to equipment. Yeah. But everything else, I'm all about textbooks. I appreciate the fact that you both let each other operate in your own styles, yeah. right? That's mm-hmm. that's important. Okay, next question. Top tech that you're using to make your business and company run smoothly. I think the top technology right now that we're using is YouTube. I don't real. I don't think people yet realize with the podcasting world mm-hmm. how um, crucial it is to have a YouTube page. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Like I think that yeah. people are, will pick up on that. And to my song point, and then to connect with you because all my music, I get paid from my music. All my streaming it comes mm-hmm. from YouTube, so I was like, "Yo, we need to just go straight YouTube because mm-hmm. mm-hmm. that's the only thing that's paying me right. when it comes to these right. other streams." Yep. Okay. All right. Cool. Favorite quote or model that you live by? Oh, uh, this is one of my favorite. Oprah is my idol. Mm-hmm. I, I'm her adopted daughter. I love you, Oprah. <laughs> um, turn your your wounds into wisdom. I see so many people that I. I I can't do that because I didn't have a father growing up. I can't do that because I don't got the right job. Like, all of those things that hurt you in the past are the reason that you could be better. So Mm -hmm. when Oprah says turn your wounds into wisdom, especially as a female, like, don't let a broken heart from a guy deflect you from getting the coins right. and grabbing the bag. Like, I think <laughs> not enough bag. people um, have those what was me moments, mm-hmm. but take that energy and turn it into something great. Okay. If Mine is, shout out to Combat Jack, dream those dreams, then man up, woman up, and live those dreams because a life without dreams is black and white and the universe flows in Technicolor and surround sound. Yeah. I like that. Yeah. Shout like out to Combat. Shout out to, to Combat. Yeah. yeah. Rest in peace. Um, okay. Favorite or the most impactful book that you've read? Favorite book that I've read that everybody, go out right now, stop what you're doing, go on Amazon and read it. It's Who Moved My Cheese. Oh, yeah. It is oh, yeah, like 50 pages long, but it will, your mind will be blown after you read Who Moved My Cheese. It's all about getting outside of your, your comfortability to get out of your own way. It, and mm. people need to read it. it it's yeah. very, it literally, it, it's all metaphors in it. So you need to yeah. read that book. Mm. Mine was The Happiness Project by Gretchen Rubin. Love it. Yeah, definitely big inspirational book. Basically it, uh, made me go out and check my hobbies and then eventually led me to podcasting. Okay. Three jewels that you would tell someone looking to create their best life. Three jewels. We need three from both of y'all. Three jewels to create your best life. Never give up. Mm. Never give up. Never give up. And then also um, stay focused. Just because one thing doesn't one thing doesn't happen, it it doesn't mean that it's not all going to come together. Just keep focused and also be supportive. Support those who support you. Um, that's actually kind of a stole, stolen line from my friend Brittany. She says, love those who love you, but support those who support you because you will become a unit one day and then your unit will be your network and everybody will be invested in one another. Wow, that's really nice. Yeah. Really nice. You said three jewels. Yeah. Um, mine would definitely be... Um, Uh, Going back to some of those eight things that Gretchen Rubin said, um, let it go. Yes, a lot of people have big. residual leftover feelings that enable them to go forward. Do it now. Don't wait. Don't listen to anybody. Push through and believe in yourself. Uh, and then enjoy the process. Yeah. Okay. I love those three jewels. Uh, actually, we have a caller on the line. Someone's okay. called in. Caller, caller, are you there? 
Yes, I'm here. Okay, uh, please let us know who you are and where you're calling in from. Uh, my name is Dr. Olson. Okay, Dr. And Olson. I'm calling from over the bridge okay. in New Jersey. Nice. Okay, nice. well, thank you so much for calling in on this uh, great day. Uh, did you have a question for our guest? Or? Sorry. Well, I just wanted to say thank you for having um, Boomers Entertainment and also nobody on it. I do follow them, and I have seen them in person. Okay. We and appreciate really your support. You have them there on your show. Oh. This is really great. Thank you. Thank you very much. And you listen to a lot of podcasts and uh you've come to one of our live events. Yep. And this is great to connect with you again. Definitely have. Definitely have brought brought a parcel of people with me too. Absolutely. Oh that's thank yeah. you for your support. We appreciate all of your support. Yes. Yes, thank you. Your your words of wisdom uh, hit a lot of people in your age range and beyond. So I, I applaud you both on that score. Thank you awesome. so much. Well, thank you so much, you're Dr. Welcome. Austin, for calling in. Yes, you're welcome. All righty. Have a good one. Uh, have a good one. Bye. 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 How awesome is that? Y'all got people coming in. I keep saying awesome, and we got Mr. Awesome, the body, the man and body in the word here. It's pretty catchy. That's why. It's yeah, pretty catchy. I like it. I like, it. I, I, I like where y'all coming from with that. Uh, okay, so what's what's next for y'all? What's going on with y'all, you know, coming up? Um, just more podcasting, more YouTube videos, uh, mm-hmm. and possibly might do an instructional course on podcasting. It's big, you know, okay. just a breakdown. It's probably be like a 10-part series that'll go from what is a podcast, how to start your podcast, mm-hmm. how to upload, uh, and then more live shows, of course. Yeah. Um, I'm getting, I'm doing more music. Uh, music is always a passion project for me, mm-hmm. right? And, and the way we collaborate with the music on the podcast is because I used to do all the intros yep. for yeah. Little Miss Entertainment show. So intros. season two, season three, season four was all custom intros that I would do our rap. Uh, and then so, and then after that, just go to more live events. So I, there's two differences. I said do live events and go to live events. That's two different things, and that's big. So that you know. Okay. Yep. Okay. And then um, we are traveling to LA for BET weekend. That's right. We're doing a live podcast at the Network and Chill event that is June 23rd. Mm-hmm. Um, you can head over to my Instagram. My Instagram, all of my social media is the same. I keep it pretty simple. We are on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. It's at Little Miss ENT, L I L M I S S E N T. So we're just prepping for our live podcast at that event. We're going to do an open call for BET casting call while we're there. Yeah. And um, I also do the reality recap with Ooh La La blog every Monday at 10 p.m. Eastern time. On That's on IG Live. Yep. And her and I, we just talk about all the reality shows and the shenanigans that go on. And then we're getting into the next season of Little Miss Entertainment. And, uh, the, and the absolutely, we're writing a collaborative book yep. um, that should be dropping soon. Mm-hmm. And then, um, awesome, you want to tell them your big, big, big news? Yeah. Uh, professionally, um I've been working pretty hard on this, and I'm looking to own, franchise my own business right yep. now. I'm on my fourth interview with the company, uh, and hopefully I'll find out soon whether or not they accept me or not. But I would go from just being a professional and a corporate executive to an actual owner of a franchise, a top franchise, too. Uh, so we'll just keep your fingers crossed and look for that. Yeah. Well, we're claiming it for you here yes, at the Create Your Life series. You know <laughs> what I mean? Because it's all about creating your life, creating yeah. opportunities for yourself and for, you know, your daughter and, yes, you know, definitely. those who come behind you. So the, we're we claiming it for you, man. This is done. Absolutely. You, you are a franchise owner. There yeah. you go. For you, Talking man. into existence. Exactly. Absolutely. So I'm I'm loving it. All right. So Awesome Nobody, can you give us your um, 
social media handle so that we can stay in contact with you as well? Definitely. Um, my most active is Instagram. Uh, that's at uh, awesome underscore nobody. Mm-hmm. Uh, Twitter is uh, awesome, uh, N-O-B-D-Y. Somebody stole the O. <laughs> um, and then Facebook, uh, same thing, awesome nobody on all platforms. Mm-hmm. Okay. Also Spotify, though, the music. You don't forget, if you have Spotify or Tidal, I know y'all got Tidal out there. Uh, just type in Awesome Nobody, and I guarantee you'll be amazed at what you find. Yep. Okay. And then also the YouTube channel. It's the Little Miss ENT show on the YouTube. That's right. And Evan is the executive producer for the Little Miss Entertainment Podcast and that YouTube channel. does all the technical editing and producing and audio. So he is a jack of all trades. Hold on. I can't let y'all run without talking about the, the what about the show that you got with your daughter? Oh, oh yeah. yeah. That's mm-hmm. right. So, um, you know, me, me, Going into more entertainment, music, film, love film, and then so what we did was I started a YouTube channel where we review and do what they call trailer reviews. Yep. Uh, and it grew kind of big. Our first video, we got 2,000 uh, views in one day. It's big nice. just for a passion. And then took that, I started sending out press passes to the Comic-Cons, yeah. and it was big. And we just went to, we came back from the Greater Philadelphia uh, Comic-Con where she was the host. And I went I around it. and interviewed her. So she's getting into all this stuff about being in front of the camera, uh, working around equipment, and then just meeting celebrities. So yeah. Got another her. little Miss ENT around. Yes, she you know what I mean? Pancakes, right. Pancakes, yeah, yeah, yeah. that's her name. So Check you, them out. Yeah, just, uh, okay. and you can find that on YouTube. Our videos, me and my daughter, is at movie underscore guru underscore. That's how you have to search for it in YouTube. Uh, and then you'll see me and her videos up there, and she's yep. doing the reviewing. Okay. Well, Super dope. Create Your Life family, y'all know what time it is. If you listen to the show, then you know it's time for the turnaround. And what is the turnaround? The turnaround is where the guests get to ask me any questions that they want and I have to answer. Totally unscripted. Totally, I don't know what they're going to say. I'm a little nervous. I feel like Candace is going to ask the real, real tough questions. <laughs> and I'm like nervous, but I'm going to survive. So you two are now in control. You want to go first? I mean, yeah, I'll go, go first, first this time. Yeah. Okay. So, you know, like I said, we we got this books coming up. Uh, so what would, advice would you give to people, uh, upcoming aspiring authors? Uh, okay. And I'm taking you you asking me this because of the book that I wrote a while back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, understand what writing is. Mm-hmm. Writing a book is not always writing. It's not actually writing. You know, a lot of your writing will take place and sometimes, you know, you're looking at the wall, you're going for a walk. It's the thought process, I think, is mm. probably the bigger aspect of it. Because mm-hmm. I've had days where, you know, I can write for 13 hours straight. Yeah. Mm. And then I've had days where I'm just like, dude, what is happening? Mm-hmm. Right. And you want to get it done. So I think doing that and then um, post writing, I think one of the biggest things that I had to understand about uh, because I was speaking and I had a book mm-hmm. was I'm not a book salesman. So mm. this is an add-on to what it is that I'm doing versus it being my primary thing. Because you're gonna you're gonna go between saying, "Oh, you know what? I need to sell, you know I need to push a thousand units, mm-hmm. right?" But then at the end of the day, you need to really think through the fact that you're not a book salesperson. You do what you do, and this book is something that is you know icing on the cake. Yes, mm-hmm. um, I think you know if you stick to your outline, yeah, create a, a solid outline, and that'll help you flow through uh, what it is that you need to write. And I think that. One of the biggest things that I did is I always, before even beginning the chapter, I would say, what is it that I want my reader to take away from this particular chapter? Mm-hmm. And if you write that out and put that in your in your outline, it's a great compass for you to really be able to embody and um, and complete the chapter and be able to move on throughout the book. Mm-hmm. Okay, great. So that's the advice I would give. Yeah. 
I always like to ask this this question when I do interviews. What do you want your legacy to be? Oh, man. Um, for personal, this is include family. In life, How's it go? Yeah, just in life. Like, what do you um, want to be remembered for? I want to be remembered for a guy who was sincere, uh, kind, uh, that literally did whatever he said he was going to do. Mm-hmm. Um Broke down some barriers. Mm-hmm. And That's that, a great one. You know what I mean? Just like people know. And a, a man of my word. Mm-hmm. Like if I say that it's done, then it's done. And that you know, if you pick up the phone and you ask Kev or you like Kev, you know, if we're having a discussion. I'm like, yo, Ev, I'm going to send that to you. Yeah. And you know he sent it. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? It's going to be done. So I, I really enjoy that. So I definitely want to go down in history as a man like like that. And then one day, you know, if ever blessed to be a, a father and a husband, then to be a great one and have a home of happiness. And, yeah. You know what I mean? Love. So. Yeah. That's kind of where I'm at with it. It's amazing. Great. Yeah. Another one? Okay. So um, what was the most influential moment in your life? Wow. It's getting deep. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, The most influential? Yeah. Man, there's been so many moments of influence. Um, Different things have been said. It's not like what's the defining moment, the most yeah, influential. Most influential. Mm-hmm. Um, you know what? One guy said something to me. Uh, the first guy that I interned with in college, Bruce Palmer, he said two things to me that I'll never forget. He said, you're going to go far in life because you like feedback. Wow. He told me this, and I was like I was like in my early 20s, and he was like, you're going to go far in life because you like feedback. Like you're You're not afraid to ask questions and find out how to get better. Yeah. Um, I would also say that he also said that 30% of something is better than 100% of nothing. Oh, that, yeah, amen. That's, that's facts. That and is super facts. A lot of people might say it with different numbers, mm-hmm. like, you know what I mean, ratios. But yeah. he specifically told me 30% of something is better than 100% of nothing. And I'll, I'll never forget that. But I think, like, influential moments have definitely come. Like, I've had the opportunity to work for, like, over seven self-made millionaires. Mm-hmm. And being able to watch them in their day-to-day habits has really, uh, mm-hmm. really been an influence in my life. That's a good segue to my Speak. next question. How yes. do you measure success? Um, every year I do a goal setting workshop, um, and I invite the community out. It's completely free. You just did it recently. Right? Yeah, I just did it recently. And I was running actually a goal crushing group, but I did this goal setting workshop and I let everybody uh, come in and we literally write out what our goals are for the year. Yeah. Um, and you know, you put your butt on the line, yeah. you know, you, you write them out and you mm-hmm. literally stick to it. So for me, I measure my success by according to that that sheet, that yeah. productivity sheet. Yeah. Like a vision um, board Every party. single year. That's awesome. Yeah. That's amazing. You have another question? or No, I said it's, like, it's kind of like a vision board party. No, I was that saying you um, have another question for Ken. Um, well, since we're being deep, you know, <laughs> uh, let's, let's, um, let's talk about um, something more, uh, a little bit lighter. Um, okay. Being in New York, yeah. what's your favorite thing to do? That is like, okay, so one of my favorite activities to do in New York City is to go to Central Park and go like rowboating. It's like oh, canoeing. Oh, nice. Yeah, yeah. So I'm like as super a tourist, right. do like touristy stuff, kind of. Well, that's just like my thing because you can just take the boat all the way out and just chill. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then there's sometimes they play um, 
live music on mm-hmm. the other end of yeah. the bank. Yeah. And so just pulling up to the live music mm-hmm. in a in a boat is like something that I think is oh, really stunt. cool. That's a stunt. You know, you know, <laughs> no, well, you know, you, Kevin, in the yacht. <laughs> Kevin exudes a lot of the characteristics of somebody of success. And that right there speaks to mm-hmm. it. That's a type of meditation. Mm-hmm. Like being uh-huh. in the water by yourself, rowing the boat, like yeah. taking a minute outside of this crazy technology that we have yeah. and recentering yeah. yourself. That's, that's dope. You will forget that you're in New York if you're out there. I got to be honest. Yeah. It's really nice. Yeah, you need that. The, the short time I lived in New York, you're right. Doing things and being in the city and you really can remove yourself from it even while you're here. Mm-hmm. It's, yeah. it's amazing how New York has that effect on you. Yeah. But uh, that is one thing that I did want to do this year is just stay in New York and plan a tourist weekend. You know, yeah. do things like that. Well, let me know, man. I'll be happy to help y'all yeah. with the planning for that, for real. I have one last question because you guys went to college together. Yeah. What's the wildest thing you guys did in college? Let's see. Well, I, I can be honest. I really wasn't that wild in college. <laughs> you know, I... Uh, the wild, the wildest thing I did in college was have, was go to college with a girlfriend, have a girlfriend in college. <laughs> <laughs> that was that was a headbanger right there. I was like looking oh, back on, it, I was man. like, what was my problem, man? Uh-huh. Jesus, I had mad hard times with that. It doesn't have to be anything explicit, but you know how you have those wild moments in college. Oh, you know what? Uh, like my first week in college, I went up to the whole basketball team and said, I'll beat any one of you guys. Yeah, that's why. It was hooping. <laughs> yeah, but I, was, I used to play basketball. Like I was I serious. I wasn't on the team. I went up to the whole, all of them, all of them. They yeah. was all taller. And I was like, what's up? I remember Kevin freshman, sophomore year. He was wild. <laughs> yeah. Kevin refined it. Now he was straight from Vallejo. He don't even have the accent no more. Kevin used to have a crazy L.A. accent. I was like, Kevin. Vallejo, Vallejo accent. Yeah, it, yeah. yeah, it was crazy. But, uh, Dope. Uh, yeah. <laughs> all right. Well, shoot. Thank you all so much for being on the show. It's been a pleasure Thank you. to be Thank with you Thank you. It's been a pleasure. Just one more time, guys. If you want to follow me, it's at Little Miss E-N-T, L-I-L-M-I-S-S-E-N-T on all social media, social media platforms. And I'm at Awesome underscore nobody Instagram and just awesome nobody everywhere from Spotify to Tidal to Facebook to Instagram or Twitter. All right, beautiful people. Thank you all so much for being there. Thank you. Have a great one. Beautiful people, if you enjoyed this episode of the Create Your Life series, be sure to download it from our podcast, which is available on createyourlifeseries.com, iTunes, Stitcher Radio, and Google Music. Also, be sure to leave a review of the podcast. You can catch us live on Sundays from 5.30 to 6.30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time via 90.3 FM in New York or on Facebook Live at facebook.com backslash kevbrown1. We encourage you to participate in the conversation on Facebook or call in at 212-650-6903. Follow us on Instagram at CYL Series and at Kevin Y. Brown. Be blessed, and we'll see you back here live next week. Life. Create your 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 life. Create